In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is among us. During the last two weeks, we have been preparing for the holy day of the Dormition of the Mother of God, also referred to as the falling asleep of the Mother of God, and sometimes known as the Assumption. Perhaps the first way to understand this holy day is to look at the icon of the Dormition. Look carefully at the sacramental table. Look at it this morning because it will go away from us for another year. We have placed the burial shroud of the Virgin Mary's repose there for this holy day. I would like you to look at this shroud carefully. It shows what we know about the last dying moments of the Virgin Mary's life. This shroud shows the Mother of God lying in repose, peacefully, in sleep, with her hands crossed over her chest. The apostles are at her attendance at her bedside. They are weeping and distraught over the Holy Virgin Mary's repose. St. John is especially distraught over the loss. This is because he cared for the Virgin Mary through her last years as if she was his own mother. There are ranks of angels and saints also present. They accompanied the Lord as he came to receive the body and the blood of his mother, taking her bodily to heaven. Jesus is shown holding what happens to, to be an infant, clothed in white. Look at the iconographer's way of showing that Jesus is holding the soul of his holy mother, not the newborn. The newborn received into the kingdom of heaven of long ago. How accustomed we are to see, seeing the mother holding the infant Christ. Now we see the son embracing the soul of his mother, ushering her from this earthly life into the fullness of life everlasting. Look at the shroud. Christ holds a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, but it is not a baby. It is the soul of, G of Mary. The holy tradition of the church tells us this about her burial. The apostles carried Mary's body in solemn procession to what they thought would be her final resting place in the Garden of Gethsemane. It is said that a particular persecutor of the church by the name of Adonis attempted to knock over the funeral stretcher during the procession, but an angel came to protect the body of the Virgin Mary. And it is a tradition, whether we know it or not, he removed the hands of Andonius. Tradition tells us that Andonius quickly repented and embraced Christianity. He confessed his faith in Christ, and his hands were miraculously restored. When the apostles arrived at the Virgin Mary's gravesite, 
They noticed the tomb was filled with sweet smell of the most fragrant flowers. The apostles did not know it at that time, but that was nothing less than the heavenly embrace of sainthood. The apostles sealed up the tomb, and they kept a faithful vigil for three days. On the third day, the apostle Thomas arrived at the tomb. He lamented the fact that he was away and that he did not have the chance to bid farewell to the Blessed Virgin Mary. What else could the apostles do? They opened the entrance to the tomb, and great wonder they discovered that the tomb was empty. There was no smell of, or decay, only the beautiful, sweet, flowery fragrance that they had noticed when they placed the Virgin Mary's body in the tomb three days earlier. The fragrance of flowers, the fragrance of the basil plant, all of this is tradition. It all meant only one thing. Holy Mary made that great Passover from death to life. Her soul was reunited to her body. We spoke about flowers in the Dormition story. There are flowers this morning and yesterday and here in our church. They surround the Dormition shroud. They adorn the altar. On this holy day, we bring flowers from our gardens to the church for the blessings. We also bring herbs that have a beautiful aroma, especially that of the basil. In church, we might see bunches of roses, daisies, wildflowers, tarragon, and basil, to name a few of the many varieties of flowers and herbs that are growing in our own gardens at this time. There is another tradition. When the drops of blood came from the hands of Christ and from his head and fell on the top of the stone of Golgotha, that blood became a part of the flowers, basil's flower of that day. Why do we bless flowers and fragrant herbage at Dormition? It is because the whole world rejoices in the beauty and the triumph of life over death in the Dormition. Every flower in bloom and every scent of herbs, and especially basil, is a celebration of the Virgin Mary's transition to heavenly glory. Do not forget either that the beautiful scent of flowers was present at her tomb when the apostles opened that tomb. We should also remember when a miracle has happened. Oftentimes, those present detect the delicate smell of flowers. Remember also that in many churches, the basil plant is used on this day. Basil is an ancient herb. It is said to have grown on Golgotha, springing forth from the blood that came from the Lord's forehead, his hands, his feet, and his side. Whether true or not, it is, sacred, it is a sacred tradition. Flowers and basil are God's ways of telling us, showing us, and teaching us. You see, there is a lot here today to be told, to be shown, and to be taught. Perhaps one of the greatest things for us to learn from this Dormition Feast Day, for we do not celebrate it until next year, is this. 
Mary is not indifferent to sin. She hates sin, but like her divine son, she still loves the sinner. She loves us. She loves the souls for whom Christ suffered and died. She prays for us continually. Sometimes out of fear, small children hesitate to go to their father. But every child runs to his mother. Those who have offended God will much more readily go to the mother of God, knowing that joy it stirs up in hearts. When you come to the front of the church at the end of the liturgy, let this be a dormition experience for all of you. Don't leave the church until you do this. Be reminded of everything which we have spoken about this morning. Smell of the rose petal, crushed basil leaf between our fingers and our hands. These are the smells of Mary's dormition. These are the smells of sanctity and repentance and forgiveness. Thousands, literally thousands, according to the church papers from across the sea, have come for the Dormition celebration. The island of Tinos, the Greek island, you can't even get there by the middle of Wednesday so that you could be present for all the services. And not only that, all of the churches, all of the churches of Orthodoxy everywhere, and as you leave the safety of the church later this morning, go out into the world and take these beautiful aromas with you. And also I end this year with, the, with these hymns, two hymns, these are the two hymns that are sung by our ancestors as they are on procession in, in pilgrimage. Now, now. And they're going through all of the, all of the streetways and all of the, the byways. But the last hymn they sing, listen. Rejoice, O purest mother, full of grace, most innocent. Even angels in their glory never shone more radiant. Pray for me, pray for me, heaven's Queen Mary. Help us all who call on you. Sing with us. Veselicia, vocistati, prosvishai divise, Ivan Helskoi nevinosti, Pleschaya zornice, Marie, Marie, Nebesna Saharice, Rishnikozas to Pnice.
constant reminder to lead a good life, one that will be rewarded with life everlasting. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.